Hey guys, welcome to another episode of our PWH podcast. If you tuned in last week, then you know that we spent a good amount of time talking about Pastor Kyle's dog, and so we decided to introduce him to you guys today. Pastor Kyle, can you show us your dog? Here's little monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Here's monkey. So he showed a big spiritual truth. Yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> no, that's just how he growls at, at his pillow. And since it's my pillow, my, the kids call him Mike Lindell. <laughs> that's, he, that's the my pillow guy. And he likes. So anyways, here's my little my little black toy poodle monkey. Would you like to say hi to my wife, everybody? That is how you want to come over here. She's like, no, <laughs> here, I'll, I'll hand you the dog, though. Everybody, this is my wife, Teresa. Hello. Nice to meet you. Down, down. <laughs> There we go. Hello, nice to nice to meet you. This is this is the best pastor's wife you have ever seen in your life. She is amazing and awesome. Love you, baby. Love you too. All right. Who would she pick? The kids or the dog? Oh, I don't know. It'd be a toss up with her. Well, guys, we're going to pick up uh, today's episode where we left off last week. If you didn't watch last week, I recommend watch that one first, hear that one first, because it's going to make you enjoy today's all the more. Indeed. And we're really excited about this because in the last episode, if you hear it, we really started talking about God knows your need. God knows your need. God knows your need. And this is a question that I hear really, really often. If God already knows, then why do I need to tell him? If God is in control, why do I need to make my request known? Right. So what do you think about that, Pastor well, Kyle? You know, you can take that question further. And I know there's a <clears throat> there's some rather large sectors of Christianity that believe that way. Yeah. It, why do I need to evangelize if God already knows who's going to receive him and reject him? Oh, yeah. Why do I need to pray? If God's sovereign and is in control, what? Well, for that instance, why do you need to do anything? If that really is the line of thinking you want to go down, if you follow it to its logical conclusion, it's why do I need to live for Jesus? Why do I need to read my Bible? Why do I need to congregate? Why do I need to do absolutely anything? God already knows. My God already heart. knows. God already knows my heart. He already knows if I'm going to heaven or not. Mm -hmm. So so if he already has predetermined if I'm going to heaven or not, then why try? Or even this one. If God already forgives, then why do I need to change the way that I live? He's already that forgiving, so I have no reason to change. I've oh. heard that one so many times. Okay. We're, we said this is going to be like a 30-minute episode. It's already going to turn <laughs> into like a three-hour episode now. <laughs> there will be three parts. We'll see. Um, but... But yeah, you you want to follow that train of thought, and it actually can lead you to some pretty dangerous places. Yeah. But let's just do the topic at hand right now. Maybe another time we'll do, um, if God forgives, then why do I need to change? Why do I need to repent? Let us know if you guys want that to be a next week's episode. You want to give like a like a thirty second answer to that? I know it. I know it. It it would require more unpacking, but the 30-second answer. I'd want them to join into the next episode. Ooh, she's teasing I, you yeah, with that. I want them to come to the next episode. That's a that's a pretty good topic right there. Okay. <laughs> well, hang on. Oh, yeah. how you can't answer it either. <laughs> it will be forthcoming. <laughs> so, well, let's stick with the topic at hand. Why do I need to pray if God already knows? Why do I need to ask? I think that's a great thing. I want to hear your thoughts first. Go for it. You know, 
Um, I I was kind of sharing with Pastor Kyle a little bit earlier that I asked I my Pastor dad. Kyle. Yeah, I'm telling them though. No, okay. Sometimes she's, they don't know. She's looking right at yeah. me. I was sharing with Pastor Kyle. I'm like, well, you know, you're when I see right the microphone, me, so. I'm like pretending that they're all there. <laughs> but um, I was sharing with him that I asked my dad that yesterday. We were having, you know, this is my dad's my routine. Every single day, he comes from 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 work and he's in he's in the garage working out, and we'll just talk about different things. And I asked him, I was like, why do you think? Um, we need to ask God for anything if he already knows. And the reason I asked him is because I really started asking God, God, can you show me who you are as a father? And my dad started telling me that although he may know as my dad what we need, he enjoys and delights in us telling him about our lives. Mm -hmm. He enjoys and delights in us asking him for things in us uh, sharing with him what's going on. Yeah. And he said, when we ask God, he said, because my dad, he lost his dad uh, really early on in his life. And he said, and I really learned fatherhood from God Mm. and how to deal with my children. And he said, the reason that I come to God is because I know that he cares for me and I want him to know that I'm not relying on myself, but I am leaning on him. And he said, when we as kids come to, to him, it shows us, hey, my, my, my kids need me. Like they depend on me. And what we like to do a lot is um, I think that we've all been in this place of like, I can do this on my own. Or we, when we try to be independent from our parents, I want to do this on my own. I can do this for myself. I can figure it out. And we become self-reliant and stop um, leaning to God or looking to God, thinking that we can figuring, figure it out on our own. And what we'll quickly find is that we really do need God. And when I ask him for something or when I share with him what's going on, I'm really humbling myself before the Lord and saying, God, I can't do this on my own. Mm. I need you. Yeah. And those words, I need you, become scary words because you stop saying that I'm going to look to myself and I'm going to give you the control that you rightfully should have. And those are scary words for anybody to say, to say, I need something or I need someone or I need you, God. You know, it's I was actually reading. I was scrolling through Facebook just yesterday and um, and it was it was one of those things that, you know, just click here and and 40 comments or something like that. And it was 40, 40 celebrities last words. I thought, well, that's interesting. What mm-hmm. were some people's last words? <laughs> it reminds me of a joke of saying, <laughs> saying, I remember the last words of my father. It was, son, stop shaking the ladder. <laughs> that's, that's Sarah, a little dark humor there. <laughs> but, um, but one of them was a lady who was, who was dying. I can't remember. She died like back in the 40s or the 50s. But she was, uh, uh, or I think it was the 70s, but she was like famous back in the 40s and 50s. And, um, and her, her last quote was, or at least purported last quote was, don't you dare ask, uh, get me help or ask God for help. Oh, wow. I was like, whoa, wow. And, you know, even God does delight in helping his kids, but even in thinking if God already knows why does, why do we need to ask? Why do we have to have faith? Why do we need to approach him? Well, I think at the end of the day, God wants relationship with us. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I can, I, I can anticipate the needs of my kids, but, but think of it this way. Um, 
I have four kids at home and they're sitting around doing nothing, saying nothing, not interacting with me or my wife or anybody else. And I anticipate their needs. They're hungry. So I go out to McDonald's. I buy them a few burgers. And without saying a word, I lob burgers over to them at the couch. And I just, I'm lobbing hamburgers at them. I anticipated their needs. I provided their needs. Uh, and I'm, they're happy to sit there, continue to watch their TV show and munch on hamburgers. But at the end of the day, what did that do for us? Mm-hmm. It did nothing for us. It's just, I, I think you, you start living in the place where, well, God should already know. So why didn't he just provide? God is not your genie. God is not Santa Claus and God wants relationship. He's not creating robots and, and he, he's creating sons and daughters. Mm. And, and at the end of the day, I want a relationship with my sons and my daughter. And so when I, I, I'm happy to provide for them and they say, hey, dad, I would really like this. Well, let's sit down and talk about it. Yeah. Why do you want that? I mean, if it's food, that's the obvious answer. I want that because I'm hungry. Okay, I get it. Or that first question I got, I think it's time for me to get a car. Like that comes up. That's a big conversation about responsibilities, what it's going to be like, how much we need to save. But it becomes a conversation. Yeah. You know, do you know what it means to get a loan? Mm -hmm. And not a loan, but a loan. (laughs) (laughs) A loan, borrow money on on a car and what that looks like and your credit score and, and... you know, it's not like going out and buying a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know, it, it's very the, different. There's more things involved. And so, God, would you give me a Rolls Royce? Um, and God, God would open up a conversation maybe and say, okay, well, Lord, you anticipated my wants and my desires. Why didn't you just drop a Rolls right, right on my driveway? And maybe the Lord would come back and say, listen, you make $15 an hour. You can't even afford the uh, the insurance on it, yeah. <laughs> let alone a payment or the gas or the upkeep or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like, look, I, I'm, God wants us to be his sons and daughters. He's not interested in just throwing things at you. Say, like, let's sit down and talk. Um, you know, last year, my, my son had been saving up for a computer. Dad, I really want a computer. Why? What do you want to do with it? What, what, what are you trying to get out of it? And, and that opened up a really great conversation mm-hmm. between me and my son about saving money. And well, you can get this for this amount of money. You can get that for that amount of money. Um, do you want to save longer? Do you want to save shorter? Do you want it right now? Do you want to wait for it? What do you want to do? And it turned out to be like this great moment between me and my son. Could I have just run out and bought a computer and thrown it at him? Yes. But I would have missed out on a whole lot with him. And and so when we're expressing our needs to God and God already knows that builds relationship. But there's something that um, that I, I want us to lean into where I actually didn't find out till not that long ago <laughs> what amen actually meant. And I'm not saying like recently, but 
in the last couple of years. I figured it out. And so, and um, you, you know, a man doesn't derive from the Spanish, right? Amen. Yeah, that's, that one's different. Di, 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 did, you think it, did you think it was only a Spanish word? No, I didn't. But it, it was just like, okay, well, like, that is how I say goodbye. Like, that's just how I, I close like my prayer. And that's how I say goodbye to the Lord. And I think it's just because, you know, I, that's how I grew up. And it's okay yeah. to say amen, 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 amen. We're done. Like, that's the end of it. Or, or, or preachers will make it a habit, a bad habit. Or especially in um, in Spanish church, you say, hey, how is everybody doing? And what's the response? Amen. I say to our congregation here at Pathway, because in here at Pathway, we have English and Spanish congregations. And I say to them all the time, I say, listen, I asked how you're doing. I didn't ask you to say amen to it. <laughs> so is it good, bad? You know? Yeah. And so um, why is it that if God can, can do that thing, can, do, can give to us, and we share it with him, what's the point of saying amen? Or what are we saying when we say amen? Well, it, you have to go back. Amen, if you didn't know, is actually a Hebrew word. Mm -hmm. That's where we get it in English, where we get it in Spanish, and anybody else around the world. It started in Hebrew. And um, it actually, it's really great. It comes from the word for faith. That's what it, that, the, the derivation is anytime you see the word in Hebrew, faith or faithfulness, or even the word nurturing, mm. um, it has this root word of amen. Now, it, like faithfulness will have a different one. Emet mm -hmm. is the Hebrew word. But emet stems from aman, which is amen. amen. And so it, it has to do with God's faithfulness. It has to do with being in agreement with something. Um, it says in Isaiah chapter 7, uh, verse 9, Isaiah the prophet is talking to King Ahaz of Judah. And he says, ask, ask for a sign. No, I'm not going to tempt the Lord. And, and he said, look, this is going to be the sign. And he's given him this big prophetic word. And he says in uh, chapter 7, verse 9, he says, Israel is no stronger than its capital, Samaria, and Samaria is no stronger than its king, Pekah, son of Remalia, or Remaliah. Uh, unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. Mm. Okay, that's how it reads in English in the New Living Translation. Unless your faith is firm, cannot make you stand firm. Um, uh, the New King James says, unless you believe, you won't be established. CSB right here, I love it, says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, then you will not stand at all. So when you read it in the Hebrew, it reads like this, unless you amen, you will not be amened. Wow. So the, so the, the, unless your faith is firm, amen, I cannot make you stand firm, amen. So amen has to do with this I'm standing firm. I'm standing strong. It's faithfulness. It's um, solidity and it's nurturing. It's, it actually has this idea of nurturing and even like a mother breastfeeding, mm -hmm. which is like, amen, I guess, <laughs> <You know? laughs> which don't, don't shout that out. You know, amen, everybody nurturing as with breastfeeding. Amen. <laughs> no. But what, it, what, what does that have to do with solidity and, and being in agreement and standing firm and having faith? Well, I think it's God is being as faithful to you as a mother nurtures her child. Mm. That's that concept of God is faithful like a mother to her child. 
And so when we say amen, so let's get back to Isaiah 7, 9. Uh, unless you, unless you, your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. Unless you amen, it will not be amen to you. That brings us back to what, how Jesus taught us to pray. He said, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name or holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done right here on earth as it already is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying, you need to pray this way. In other words, God has something already set up in heaven and your prayers are a release point for that to become a reality on the earth. So, so let's connect that with Isaiah seven, nine, unless you amen, it won't be amen back to you. So what God is, I'd like to do the word picture of a check that needs two signers. And so, um, if you only have one signer on a two signer check, it's not, it's not uh, valid. Mm-hmm. You can't deposit it. And so you need one signature and then you need another officer in the company to put their name on it. And now the check is valid. Now you can access those funds and those resources. So on earth, as it is in heaven, God already has something in heaven. The Bible says that the promises of God to us are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. They are yes, and they are faithful in Jesus Christ. So in other words, in heaven, God already has this, metaphorically speaking, this check that he has already signed his name to. And this check has uh, all of heaven's resources available to you. And what he is looking for is somebody on earth who is saying, are there any takers? Does anybody want to agree with this? Does anybody want to ask me for the things that I have already affirmed? Wow. If you, so it's so putting your signature on that check is your saying amen to what God has already said yes to in heaven. But unless you amen it on earth, the funds and the resources will not be fully released. You know, as, as you were saying that, And I thought about, you know, the faithfulness of God and how that has to do with the word amen. And I think about sometimes how loosely we say amen and we pray things that we don't even believe are going to happen Mm. or we don't even believe that God will do. And you must have gone to James chapter one. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I started thinking (laughs) that's where my mind went, where James one, uh, verse eight where it says, for the doubter is like a, the surging sea, dry, driven, and tossed by that by the wind. For that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. That's right. Where you are not, you're not aligning what you believe with what you think. Mm. And, and, and then you're out of, you're out of alignment with who God is. Actually, just this morning, I taught a class and I, I said this exact same verse and, and I said, God wants unity within ourself, within ourself, our mind, our mouth, our actions and our belief system. And he wants that all aligned with him. So he says, if you pray for something and then doubt, he said that person should not expect to receive anything from God. It's like it cancels out. (laughs) Yeah. It's like. Uh, it's like saying, dear God, I pray that my family would be saved. And then as soon as you're done praying, you say, oh, my family ain't never going to get saved. 
Lord, I need provision and I trust you for it and I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I ain't never going to get that provision. I said, well, you're not going to get it because what you're, what you are saying from your spirit is not lining up with what you're believing in your mind. He said, that person's like the the wave tossed by the sea. And with the excuse that we end up making for ourselves is, well, I'm just being realistic with what it is. Like I've heard that so many times. Mm. I'm just trying to be realistic about the situation or I'm not trying to get my hopes up too high. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying I believe, but I don't believe. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, so many times, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I prayed for things and you, in the back of your, your, uh, back of your head, you think, well, can God really do that? Can God really sure. provide this way? Can God really act on my behalf? And that's where I've really taken that prayer. I believe but help my unbelief. Yeah. My unbelief needs a lot of help because you, you, your, your person, like you yourself want to see things realistic. What can I actually do? Uh, what can actually be done? And this is where something practical that my, I feel like I've been talking with my dad all day, but my dad really did tell me this. He told me, (laughs) I was sharing with him how, Um, God's really giving me a dream about certain things and how sometimes I get overwhelmed by those dreams. Like you want to see it come to pass. And he kind of interrupted me and he says, you're supposed to take care of the possible. God will take care of the impossible. That's where prayer comes in. And that's where prayer comes in. Say, well, but but if God already knows, then why doesn't he just do it? Well, again, he's creating us to be or, or growing us to be sons and daughters that uh, work hand in hand with him. The Bible from the very beginning designated God's um, uh, God's purpose for creating humanity. Genesis one twenty six. Let us create them. Uh, let us create mankind in our image, in our likeness, and let him have dominion over all creation. Let him have dominion. Mm-hmm. That's what our um, uh, our purpose is. God's not creating robots, and He's not creating little kids. He's taking little kids and making them into fully functional partners with Him. And I have long said at church that the 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 way we rule and reign with Jesus, because that's because the Bible starts in, in with humanity in Genesis one twenty six, but it mm-hmm. ends. In Revelation, where one of the last things it says about humanity is that we will rule and reign with Jesus forever and ever. So it starts off ruling. We end up ruling. That's what our purpose is. And the best way we can rule and reign with Jesus is to amen heaven right here. That God, John Wesley, the famous uh, theologian from the uh, from the 18th century, said, um, that God does nothing in the earth except in response to believing prayer. Wow. That's a great quote right there. And I, that is how God has chosen to work. Say, but God is sovereign. God can do whatever he wants. And you're right. He is sovereign and he can do whatever he wants. But the way he has chosen in his sovereignty, the way he has chosen to interact with us is in a partnership in rulership and and the one of the ways that it's chiefly expressed is through prayer. 
you know, when you think about um, that word amen, that just seems so small, very simple. But I, I think even now I'm realizing like the power of of the word. We believe God or we want to at least believe God for the greater things. But how can we expect to see the greater things if we can't do the smallest thing and saying amen? Mm. How can we be entrusted with the greater if we can't handle the lesser things? And even there in, in amen and in a prayer, when your faith is being asked, that's going to prepare you for when that comes to fulfillment, saying, can you obey me even in this and taking a step and stepping forward? Um, I was actually in a, a service, I want to say somewhere last year. Uh, it was this uh, conference thing, but uh, the person speaking said, if you believe, uh, just take one step forward right there in your seat. And I was kind of like, for what? <laughs> like I, I, in my mind, I was like, God, I, I literally said, God knows I agree. Like I don't have to take a step forward. And I completely felt um, rebuked, like quick, like mm. instantaneous. Like God, like rebuked me. Why can't you take that step? Right. If all that I'm asking you is just step forward, why can't you do that? And in my mind, I'm like, well, well, you know my heart. You know that I agree. Well, sometimes your heart has to agree, but your feet have to agree with the steps that he's asking you to take. Well, that's a good word right there. Yeah, you're, if God is saying it, then do it. If God is requiring it, even if it doesn't make sense and it seems insignificant or meaningless to you, it actually carries great value in heaven. That's a good word right there. I love that. Your heart can agree, but sometimes your feet have to agree. Your hands, your feet, your words all have to agree as well. It reminds me of uh, Hebrews uh, 11 where it says, um, no, not 11, somewhere there. But it says... um, their uh, their heart wanders just like their feet. Mm. It's talking about Israel, how you know they, they they wandered and they never agreed with what God said. Their hearts were wandering and so were their feet. And that verse always reminds me, God, I want to be in unison. I don't want to just say it and yeah. not do it. Yeah. I don't want to just say I believe it, but never respond to what you're you're asking me to do. When the word comes, you have a choice. You have a choice. You can respond by either not responding or agreeing to what God has said, even if it seems far off. Agreeing with what he is doing, that is where, that's, that's where it all comes down to. And you know, the reality is that God has also called us to live a life of faith. If you say, well, God's sovereign and God can anticipate my needs and God can just provide boom, boom, boom. Where's the faith in that? Where's the trust in that? Where's the dependency in that? Where is the, um, uh, uh, where is the, the, the relationship in mm-hmm. that? You say, well, but why are those things even necessary? Because God knows humanity. And he knows our tendencies. And if everything was just provided without ever ask, seeking, asking, or knocking, or, or loving, then, then, then what does God become to us? What would that naturally lead to? God becomes just our sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. He becomes Santa Claus. He becomes a genie of three wishes. And not, we don't even have to give her three wishes. He just gives them right there. And so what kind of relationship would that, would that do to us? How would we start viewing God? As our servant. As our servant. It reminds me of, of something I, I read a while ago that the, that the dog says, 
Wow. It says about his master says, wow, you love me and you care for me and you feed me and you give me all these good things. You must be God. And then the cat says, wow, you love me and you care for me and you feed me. You give me all these good things. And the cat says, I must be God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we would view God as our servant. We wouldn't view him as, oh, wow, you're such a good father. You're such a gracious king. He'd say, no, this guy's my servant. Because maybe at first we say, oh, wow, God, wow, thank you. Well, he does it every day, every day, just anticipating every need and every whim and every desire. You grow accustomed to that. And then you start, you start depending on your own self. It's like, I'm, look how good I am. Look how great I am. I, hey, God, let's hurry it up next time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for dinner. But could it be a little, could it be 15 minutes earlier? Mm. And we would start treating God like that. If God already knows, why do we have to ask? Because the heart of it is he wants relationship with you. And he's training you and me to become fruitful and faithful people in his kingdom who think like he thinks, who act like he acts, whose heart beats like his heart beats, and who rule and reign hand in hand with him, not as God, as our our faithful little lackey servant. Mm. Wow. Just thinking of Is that. there another mic around here? Can I just Yeah. Honestly <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go from that point because in so many areas, whether you're hearing this and you've been a believer for a long time or or you're just starting, um I don't think we can we have fully grasped, I don't think I know if we ever will, but like the power of prayer. Like there is power in prayer and there is power in your response and the way that God gives is because he is loving, but it's not meant to teach us uh, a place of being ungrateful right. or um, not viewing God or treating God as uh, as who as worthy, as worthy of, of, of that. Um, it's like, why wouldn't I want to talk to God? <laughs> you know, I I um, I wrote it. I've written two books on prayer. One of them is called Prayer Path. And um, it's it's a short book. It's about 42 chapters long, but the chapter's only like a page, page and a half. Um, but it takes us, it takes you through what prayer is and how we can rule and reign with Jesus in prayer, why we have to pray, why we have to ask. And, um, and I just want to make that available to you. Um, throughout, if you're watching this in the year 2021, whether you're hearing on Spotify, Google or Apple, or you're watching on um, on YouTube right now, wherever you are, if you would email pathway at info at pathway com, info at pathway com, I will send you a free PDF of that book. If it's after 2021, go to Amazon, look up Kyle W. Bauer and you can get it there. It's only a few bucks. Um, but it's a really good resource that will help deepen your understanding in prayer. You know, as we wrap up this time together, Amy, why don't you pray for us? Yeah, let's pray. Um, God, we just come before you right now, uh, thanking you for the word that you have given. God, I, I ask that you would meet us right now. Whoever is listening, God, you know who they are. You know what they're facing. Father, you know what their current place in their relationship with you is. And God, if there's any unbelief in us, 
God, I ask that you would teach us to believe, that you would teach us to rely on you, to depend on you, that you would take us even even to deeper places of intimacy with you, God. God, we don't want to just say this and not do anything. God, we want our hearts, our minds, God, all to agree with what you are saying and with what you are doing. Teach us to walk not in resistance, but in obedience to you, God. We pray this right now in Jesus' name, and we say, Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hey, we'll see you guys next week. God bless you guys. (laughs) 